Welcome back, everybody, to our Let's Talk Green County program presented today by Jefferson A&W Family Restaurant. This is Coltrane Carlson, and our guest today is our Jefferson City Administrator, Scott Peterson, back now with us for the second of our two-part series. And so, Scott, we last left off talking about that one giant, really long public hearing for the proposed rezoning change for KCG companies looking to place about a 50 unit apartment complex south of Ace Hardware. There was also another public hearing that happened at last Tuesday's city council meeting, and this one had to deal with issuing $2.7 million of general obligation bonds to purchase two sanitation trucks as well as resurfacing East Lincoln Way from Locust Street out to the city cemetery, which we've talked about at some length prior to the public hearing that was held. But can you give us the information of what taxpayers need to know as far as this item goes. Sure, yep. The proposed debt issuance then finances uh, a street project on East Lincoln Way and the purchase of these two sanitation trucks. In total, again, $1.7 million. We would look to repay that over 10 years. On the street project, which was another action for the night, was to go ahead and set public hearing on that and, and bid letting date on that, which was approved. We'll hold the public hearing and proceed to bidding on that also. So that's part of of the debt issuance. The other part of the debt issuance is these sanitation trucks. We would propose that we would buy one automated sanitation truck, very similar, actually the same model that we use for our current automated garbage pickup. Okay, so that would be one truck that would be purchased. The other truck that would be purchased is a traditional rear load garbage packer. Like the garbage packer itself is just a purchase that would allow the rotation of the of the existing packers and really needed just for fleet maintenance purposes. The other autom- automated pickup truck will allow us to change the way that we do recycling. We will be going to a single stream recycling setup. So right now folks have those six gallon green little bins and they would put their stuff in it and, and city staff comes by, picks up the recyclables, sorts them on site in that city truck. The way that we collect recyclables now will become automated. So when you think about your garbage and everybody at their homes has these 95-gallon bins that, that they would put their garbage in and we roll them out to the curb, okay, you will get a recycling bin that is basically the same thing. It's just smaller. It's 65 gallon. So it'll be green and encouraging folks to recycle, but the concept is single stream recycling. So you do not have to sort any of your recyclables anymore. Your cardboard goes in right along with your cans and your glass and uh, all of your newspapers, anything like that. They all just go right into the bin. Then the automated truck comes by, picks up the bin, dumps it into our, our truck. And then when the truck's full, we are taking it to a new processing facility, it's Metro Waste, and then the facilities located in Grimes. So what they do is single stream recycling involves sorting then at the plant location. So we take our truck down there and then it's unloaded down there where it's sorted at their facility then using, uh, using machines and using um, personnel. And so uh, I guess a question that was brought up earlier in the week at the Green County Supervisors meeting, as a matter of fact, is you got all these recyclables that are in this one automated truck, but I think the plan is you're still going to take all your cardboard over to the Carroll site that you're currently doing all the recyclables at. Meanwhile, you're taking all the other recyclables down to Grimes. Can you explain why that decision was made? Yeah, it just by the vast differences in quantity between cardboard and everything else. In rough terms, we have four times more cardboard than we would have anything else as far as, as weight of recyclables. Uh, you know, whether it's the standalone cardboard pickup at, at residences or a lot of it having to do 
with these roll-off containers in Jefferson and neighboring communities where folks can go there and, and drop off their recyclables, but oftentimes people go there and drop off their cardboard. You know, it's the, those big bulky items they want to get rid of uh, right away, they can take them to the drop-off location in town. So we will continue to take the cardboard over to Carroll just because there is there's so many more frequent trips that need to be made. You're talking about these new 65-gallon green designated containers for people to put their recyclables in. Does that mean that every single resident will get one of these, or how do residents get one of them? Sure. So here's what's going to happen, that we have a, a contractor who is providing the bins, but he's also then assembling the bins and will distribute them. At some point, a bin's going to show up at your uh, on your curb, and there'll be a little instruction sheet to go along with that and everything, but this will be delivered out to each one of, of the households. So timing-wise, we will look to start this when we are able to get this second automated recycling truck. Somewhat dependent on delivery schedule, but we're looking to do this mid-summer and, and thinking July-ish. And you're hoping that, obviously, the benefit of doing this would encourage more people to recycle. Would you, what's the... The ballpark guesstimation percentage of residents that recycle now, and I can't ask you, you know, how that's going to differ when the new stuff happens, but how many people recycle now? And, and it's, I don't even have the answer about how many people recycle, but I do have the answer about what the estimate would be about an increase on that. Okay. All Metro right. Waste has, has many examples of rolling this out in, in different communities, and the number that they use is 40%. That recyclables will increase 40%, and it just has to do with ease about being able to do this. So when uh, when we do this, and of course the more recyclables that are collected, the better it is for the environment to start with, but financially there's an impact to the city and, and to our garbage rate payers. It costs more to dispose of garbage than it does to dispose of recyclables. So there's a financial impact for that, positive financial impact. I would also say that there might be a positive aspect for uh, the city as well, because you're not out, you're not going to be doing manual pickup of recyclables anymore, which means workers' comp, as we've seen when you switch to the automated garbage truck, those claims went way down, and I assume the same will be true with uh, recycling. And that's true. We do have the history about that. As soon as they went to automated garbage pickup, work comp claims went down significantly. And that has a big, big financial impact on the city. And same thing then is expected uh, as we do automated recycling pickup. All right. I know we're going to be talking about this in subsequent interviews, just getting the public more than aware about the change that will be coming up this uh, this summer is slated for that. Uh, one other thing I would like for us to address here is about you got a new hire that was approved by the city council for a brand new city golf course uh, superintendent. Uh, tell us who that individual is. Yep. So uh, we did hire Jacob Kapaska then to be our new golf course superintendent. So the superintendent is the outside person. It's the think of him as the greenskeeper and the people who are, are out there taking taking care of the golf course itself. Jacob comes to us, just a young fellow, but he's very, very well qualified, having a couple uh, different positions. I worked at Tournament Club of Iowa as, as, a, as a groundskeeper down there, and then he'd been the superintendent at Breda. Really nice little course there at Breda, and, and hear nothing but fantastic things about Jacob, and we're very much looking forward to bringing him on board. But I also want to take this opportunity then 
to acknowledge our outgoing superintendent. And I know many of you would know Dave Destival and the years of dedicated service that Dave had to us. Just want to really, again, express our, our thanks to Dave and great job. I know Dave's going to be tough to replace. Absolutely. Well, uh, one thing I did fail, I, I think it's critical for us to go back over, Scott, and that is dealing with the issuance of the $1.7 million bond. How's that going to impact our taxes going into next fiscal year? Sure, yeah. The impact to the taxes is basically that the uh, the tax rate we're going into this thinking that the tax rate would remain the same because we wanted to we have a bond that that's rolling off and timing wise it, it worked well to undertake a new project and, and issue some debt for it what we are finding out though is that total tax levy though as proposed in our in our upcoming budget will actually be going down a little bit current tax rates at $15.25 and would look to get down would be somewhere around 1488 And that, once again, was our Jefferson City Administrator, Scott Peterson, joining us for a second of our two-part series. You're listening to Let's Talk Green County, presented today by Jefferson A&W Family Restaurant on North Elm in Jefferson. Enjoy that delicious A&W All-American food seven days a week, and they're open daily at 1030 a.m. We'll be right back with more here on the Raccoon Valley Radio Network.